Hey guys and welcome to today's episode of Give the Beans. Now at the time of recording there was just an announcement down south in England that uh, lockdown there will be extended until the sort of 6th of March. I think that in Scotland we're just kind of waiting for that same announcement to happen. Um, although we have technically had ours extended until uh, mid-February, I think by the time this podcast will go live, um, just bear in mind that I always record podcasts uh, a week before uh, they go live. I tend to be um, fairly OCD and organised with it as best I can, um, that there might be sort of a change to... Uh, to announcements or restrictions or whatever it is, but um, I don't think that it was uh, unexpected. Um, I think that everyone in the fitness industry anyway was kind of kind of thinking that this would go on until March anyway, um, and I think have prepared um, as much as they can. What um, what again I'm sort of noticing is um, with 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 a lot of clients, I suppose, and just general people that are like on Instagram that message me and whatnot, is that people are. You know, I've said this in previous podcasts that people are struggling a lot more than the first lockdown, um, and you know, due to obviously like a, a number of reasons, but I think it's just the fact that it's um, it's uh, it's not it's not summer, right? So for people that are training in the back garden, it's fucking freezing. Um, not only that, especially like there's a lot of obviously mums and dads out there that that have kids and at the same time have very high demanding stressful jobs and when you try and add in the prospect of you know homeschooling or just you, know, you maybe perhaps can't get childcare because maybe some nurseries are closed or whatever it is um, it just makes it a lot harder and I can't really sit here and say I can relate to, to those mums and dads that have kids and they're trying to bodybuild and whatnot at the same time you know I, I, all I can do is just try and um, sympathise or empathise as much as I can with them um, and try and help them find a find a solution around it. So this is where um, you maybe have to, to look at your train schedule and think, right, you know what, for the next like five, six weeks, maybe I'm going to need to, to to drop down to four days or, you know, three days or, or whatever it is. Maybe I'm going to have to, instead of training, when I usually train, I'm going to have to get up that little bit earlier um, or train first thing in the morning or I'm going to have to train after the kids go to bed, which not ideal, it's kind of shit, but you know what, sometimes, well, for right now, it's just ma- making the best out of a, of a shit situation. Um, I've actually also recommended to to those clients and to, to quite a few um, that they come off social media. Um, and the reason being is that, obviously, so- social media is a highlight reel um, of people's lives and what they post it tends to be what they want what, what they want you to see, not what they don't want you to see. Um, and... What I think that social media can kind of do um, will be detrimental to if if you you're you've not maybe not got a lot of equipment um, and you're looking at someone on on Insta that's got a lot of equipment and they are you know maybe they've perhaps got cable Smith machine hacks what for example like like I've done um, that could piss you off and it's pissing you off because you only got some dumbbells please just just whether it's mute me or or mute whoever's got it. Um, and at the same time, uh, if it if it is frustrating you, and and sort of trick or if anything on social media is, is f- kind of triggering you, you always have to think of why. It's maybe not, it's maybe not the post that is triggering you. It's maybe not the person that's triggering you. It, it's just got to be the environment and then perhaps the stress that you're under. If you're thinking, you know what, I usually wouldn't get frustrated by posting on social media, but I am. It's more likely, right? Well, 
have, have a look at the underlying stress, which is probably just the current environment, the current climate, and then see if you can try and find ways around that. So I've had a few clients that I've said come off social media, and honestly, in every check-in that they've kind of had since, they've just said how much they, they feel that little bit better. Um, mentally, they don't feel like their brain is so active, they don't feel like they're constantly comparing themselves and looking like putting themselves down, they're just focusing on their situation and that could be, you know, squatting from the living room, um, lunging up the hall or deadlifting in their back garden and, you know, again, I take my hat off to to you if you are doing that. It, it is inspiring um, to see, I think, you know, you're doing a lot more um, than, I, than what I think I would be able to do. I think that if I was forced to, to train from home um, in the back, I would do it, but I would fucking hate it. Um, I, I wouldn't complain about it, I'd get on with it because that's just what I'm about. Um, so, you know, I take my hat off to you if you are continuing to do that. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm, we're in, a, I'm in a position where obviously myself, Ali, and a couple of guys, we all had a, a decent amount of kit. Um, and then obviously we've decided to, to put a bit of money together as well um, and then invest in buying some, some machines, um, putting it in a unit, all going in sort of individually. Um, and, and I've recommended that on multiple occasions. Um, technically, you know, an outdoor, an, an outdoor unit, a lockup um, is classed as outdoors because you can keep the door open um, and then therefore it's classed as a, an outdoor sort of facility as such. And at the same time, if you're in there on your own, um, you, know, you, you travel there to, for exercise, it's technically a, a small loophole. Um, if, you, if you come at me with saying, oh, Vaughan, well, it's not... Um, and blah blah blah. Honestly, get fucked. Um, I couldn't care less. <laughs> I think that that sort of suge- me suggesting that for people to do to take care of their mental and physical health um, is to try and do that in the safest way possible in regards to you know training on their own, etc., etc. Um, if you have a problem with that, please don't listen to this podcast. Please unfollow me um, on Insta. But anyway, I digress. Um, I've been I've been uh, rambling here for a wee while, so it is time to get into the topic of today's um, episode and that will be discussing um, intra-workout protein and whether there is a need for it, um, perhaps some things to consider, arguments for it, arguments against it um, and then from that I guess you can kind of take take everything um, into consideration and, and choose whether you will you'll supplement it or not. I, I will say that over the years, I have always kind of chopped and changed my mind on this uh, on this subject. There's been times where I've been an advocate of it. There's been times where I've been the opposite of it and have not used them. Um, and I'm kind of going to go into that in today's episode. So this episode, again, will just be myself, if you haven't already, already uh, noticed from the first seven minutes. But uh, I think next week, we're going to get Clara on. Um, she is going to be going full time self employed, which is amazing. Um, she's going to drop some knowledge bombs of sort of how you can perhaps improve your mental health and some coping mechanisms and whatnot throughout these these sort of lockdown times. Um, so that'll always be a good good juicy episode. So I mean, for as long as I remember, um, there's always been a debate within the fitness industry about the use of um, protein during your workout, and, and it, it kind of always stemmed from supplementing uh, BCAs, you know, branched chain amino acids. And whether or not they helped with, you know, quote unquote, the gains, or um, for as, as some would put it, is it just uh, 
expensive piss. Um, <laughs> and all you need to do is like literally just Google, type, type that into Google and thousands of articles and studies, blogs, vlogs, whatever it is, will come up of people sharing their opinion, some, some evidence-based, some just their own personal opinion. But I always think that before we were to kind of, were, were, were to go into that, we should probably establish like exactly well what is uh, say a branch chain amino acid or what is what is amino acid in general and amino acid in general is the the building blocks of protein it is what makes muscle we have some that are known as non-essential amino acids and these can be produced say by the body and then we have essential amino acids EAAs which cannot be produced by the body and must be obtained from our diet you're probably thinking oh EAAs I've heard that um, and you probably will hear that more so um, than you will hear BCAs I'll get to that in a minute so essential amino acids you know they're they're involved in a variety of roles within the body such as tissue growth energy production immune function <laughs> immune function and nutrient absorption so there are nine of these essential amino acids all which will be required for what I would say um, is optimal muscle growth and um, to try and sort of maximize the amount of muscle that we can grow and um, we, we need to be kind of getting in all of those nine. So the I guess the argument for the BCAs was that the BCAs will actually only contain um, three out of those nine um, and it's why you've seen the, the popularity of BCAs decrease in the past I would say three or four years, maybe perhaps more so the past two, two or three, um, and the likes of essential amino acids, EAAs, or um, likes of Pepto Pro, uh, that their popularity has increased, and that's simply because they have um, all nine. Now, if you're into bodybuilding and have been for a wee while, you'll probably kind of know that you will need to consume roughly 1.1 grams of protein for every pound of body weight. If not, that's a, certainly a good place to start for your total daily protein intake. So if you were to take like a 130 pound female, um, they would probably be consuming about say 140, maybe to 145 grams of protein a day. Um, if you were to, to kind of look into assisted male bodybuilders, um, they might kind of go up to 1.2, um, some might even go 1.3. Um, grams of protein a day. I think 1.3 is quite a lot, um, but that is simply because th th that is needed for them to support their higher levels of recovery and how much muscle mass they are adding um, on a weekly basis. But you know the process by which we gain new muscle mass, of course, is going to happen largely um, as we sleep, but it will be dictated by our sort of dietary actions. I would say throughout the day. So in, in simple terms, our bodies are in this sort of continual flux or continual battle of muscle protein breakdown or muscle protein synthesis and again I guess that's a fancy word for just saying building so if we are bodybuilders or physique athletes you would say that we want to try and maximize our body's ability to build uh, you know as much as we can over the course of the day um, and for us to be in a a state that's not breaking down for as least amount of part of the day. So where are we breaking down mostly? Obviously, we're breaking down when we are, we're, we're training in the gym. But how do we constantly make sure that we are in this sort of state of of muscle, you know, of building? 
So for that, obviously, we know that we need dietary protein, and we've said the, the importance of that, that we need the, uh, the, the nine essential amino acids. So if we were to have this sort of constant influx, this constant intake of protein throughout the day, let's say sort of dosing every sort of two and a half to three hours, we're continually topping up um, our sort of protein stores within the body, within the blood, um, so that how I tend to look at it is if we if we if there was a seesaw like in any sort of park you you know kids park you look at and we had building on one side like muscle protein building on one side and then the other side we had muscle protein breakdown we want the building side to always win I'm sure you can understand that sort of layman's term concept so if we look across the day and we're thinking right we want to eat every sort of two and a half to three hours well then you kind of go well, wait, hang on, um, there's actually, you know, I actually train for two hours. And you're thinking in your head, right, well, I, I usually, my, I maybe my pre-workout meal, let's say two hours prior to training. And then I go into the gym, maybe it takes you, you know, you eat it two hours before training, uh, you go into the gym, two hours, you maybe train for two hours, hour and a half, two hours, then you, it's half an hour until you come back from training. Maybe you kind of got to pick up the kids on the way home, blah, blah, blah. So then you're kind of thinking that, wow, there's, there's kind of like a large window there where I'm not getting much protein into the system, you know. And I guess that being said, that um, what you could do or how you could look at it is that by supplementing um, essential amino acids during your workout, it can just help you work towards achieving your sort of daily target because you might find that you struggle to hit your protein intake out with that. I've, I've had that that sort of from a lot of clients over over the years say they really struggle to kind of get it in especially the male the male assisted bodybuilders um so one, one way you can look at it is say right i'm going to supplement essential acids in there to help me reach my daily target um, and what it would obviously continue to do is continue to sort of top up your the stores within your system um, to stay on top of this this sort of muscle protein building but you're, you're thinking but vaughn you're you're in the gym breaking down well of course you're always going to the breakdown side is going to win in that sense however let's say you are um let's say you're doing different body parts and at the start of your workout maybe you're doing um let's say you're doing a little bit of chest so let's say you do chest for the first sort of like 30 45 minutes and then thereafter and uh, you maybe moved on to sort of delts and arms well as you're starting to to work your maybe your arms your chest, like your chest, going to start start recovering. So that sort of intra workout protein that you're taking can start to then work on muscle protein synthesis. Now, I'll get into the the reasons why that might maybe won't matter here in a second. But that's how I would I would tend to look at it. And and the good thing about something like essential amino acids is that how they've been sort of designed, refined, and processed. Um, is in a way that they can be sort of rapidly digested and absorbed um, by the body versus the likes of, you know, a, a whole protein, a whole meat protein source, um, such as chicken, you know, which would take quite a bit of time to be digested. The the essential amino acids um, or peptoprose or whatnot tend to be able to just be absorbed a little, a little bit more quicker. And the um, good thing is as well, obviously, they're be pretty tasty i have right now my favorite from complete strength is the watermelon flavor um, and I'm ju i've just tried the pina colada flavor which is absolutely fantastic um, and i would thoroughly recommend that 
Um, and at the same time, you know, who would want to eat chicken breast um, intro workout? Not me, um, <laughs> most certainly. Now, it would be wrong of me to then not talk about the against argument, which I have said that over the course of my sort of career, um, bodybuilding career as such, um, I, I have been for the against argument. And I think that there is, the, 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 there's a large group of them um, and what they will do is they will always be very evidence-based and, and that's fantastic. I love that because it shows that they are trying to <coughs> excuse me, follow the, the, the science. But here's the thing. Um, those sort of studies are, are great, but they will often um, have individuals that... So in a study, individuals are called quote-unquote subjects and one one group of subjects will be consuming protein intra workout and another group will be perhaps um, consuming um, no protein intra workout and they'll they'll put sort of things in there saying they were on the same amount of protein across the day blah 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 and they'll have ways of measuring that muscle protein synthesis or muscle protein building I will I will talk about and then they will they'll they will kind of show that there's actually no difference to that um, across the day from having the protein into workout or perhaps consuming it before and consuming after and they will sort of determine that consuming that into workout is merely not needed and that you can kind of get all all the protein that you need from your diet um, and in in essence they they're right they are and if you were to go by that notion, um, I would say that, and if you're, <coughs> especially if you're at the start of your journey, um, they're they're most likely not needed. Um, and you need to remember as well, is that they can be fairly costly, you know. So if you don't have the disposable income, and you'd rather get your protein from, from from meat, or maybe perhaps you're a veggie, or um, maybe you're a vegan, you want to get it from more sort of plant based sources. Um, maybe it's cheaper then then please just do that don't feel that you need to oh Vaughn said this or that that person said that um, just go by what you want to do however and there's always going to be a however um, I often feel that the the kind of flaws within this study or you could call them like a, a limitation of sorts is that the quote-unquote subject subject group that a lot of these studies use, it never tends to be reflective of us, of, of, of kind of who we are. You know, that is, by us I mean, you know, physique athletes, bikini girls, maybe perhaps male-assisted bodybuilders. Um, I guess you couldn't label us, I guess you can label us all under the one category, right? Because there'd be a huge difference in muscle protein synthesis of male-assisted bodybuilders versus likes of a bikini girl. Um, but those subjects that they tend to be used in those studies tend to be what they will kind of call quote-unquote untrained or trained individuals. And when they specify like the trained individuals, they maybe perhaps will say that this person's been lifting for two to three months. And then they maybe then start speaking about the protocol that the person was using. They might measure it on a you know, three times 10 repetitions on the leg press. And that, you kind of look at that and you go, well, I've actually been lifting for, I don't know, say, let's, let's say maybe six years. 
and I actually give it the fucking beans on the leg extension and uh, I try and hit PB and I try and progress every week and then therefore my mind I know I'm breaking down a bit more than these individuals so then you kind of go like well hud the bus a little bit um, how how applicable is this research that individual group to me and if you look at it that way I guess rather than make a conclusive decision and say well that's bullshit I, I would kind of like how I look at it is I go right okay I understand that from what that, that study has shown that in that group of individuals that they, they don't need to, to supplement it but then I look at me and I go well I have the disposable income to spend on them um, I'm a male assisted bodybuilder and I, I, that's not applicable to that study um, I'm consuming close to 300 grams of protein a day I am going to supplement them into workout because it will help me like I'll have like 20 grams of protein into workout it'll help me get up to that sort of 300 gram marker at the same time um, it's a big window that I eat two hours prior to training I train for two hours and then I, you know I, so it's a long time during the day um, to for me to not get protein in and then I want to try and ease the amount of stress on my um, digestive system as, po- as I possibly can because di- like my body is never evolved or designed or whatever to be this sort of size and my digestive system was not designed or evolved if you want to look at it to uh, to be getting large amounts of protein in you know one time I would rather give it you know if you're on say like let's say 280 grams of protein a day um, that's going to be roughly 55 grams a meal I would rather be able to have that instead of oh well actually you know, I didn't have any intra workout, so I'm, I'm going to need to have 70 or 80 grams of protein in this meal. And, and protein in itself can kind of be it's quite satiating. Oh, that's a fancy word, isn't it? By that, I just mean it makes you feel full. So that that's what I kind of think. And on top of that, I often say, well, you know what? Um, at the same time, I'm, I'm taking anabolic stairs, I'm taking a bit of gear. Um, I know that, I'm, I'm, that my muscle protein synthesis is going to be at a higher rate than a normal individual because te- my testosterone levels are higher. So that being said, I want to try and support my body and maximize as much potential as I can to, to add muscle mass. So yeah, I'm gonna take into workout carbs, uh, carbs into workout protein. My third argument would be that, well, I, I'm sponsored by Complete Strength and uh, the, so I don't necessarily need to pay for them, but also they're pretty fucking tasty as well. Um, so I guess that would be my two cents on why I would say um, I supplement um, protein into workout. I, I think that if I was to summarize for anyone listening, I would say that, you know, if I would look at it as a whole, I would say that supplementing protein into workout can be a great way to help you hit your daily protein target and aid in having this sort of continuous supply of amino acids throughout the day to support muscle protein synthesis or muscle protein building. If you don't have the disposable income for it, or if you add at the start of your journey, maybe perhaps you don't train very hard, you absolutely do not need this and you can get all the protein that you need through your just daily diet. So guys, remember that any podcast I will do on my own will tend to be accompanied by an article on the website that I'll have have written or will be writing, um, let's say the week following, 
couple of weeks following a, a podcast with some of them, um, like what you maybe saw last week. Um, there might be the sort of podcast on the Thursday, then on the Friday the article might go live. Um, just because I understand that not everyone will learn the same and some people will perhaps be a little bit more sort of visual learners um, than than learning by just via listening um, or, or the other way around. So if there is a topic that you have a burning desire to learn about, remember my DMs are always open, my emails, you know, I'm sure my WhatsApp is, um, it's on any of the emails that I send over um, and I'm more than happy to, for you to, to DM me um, on something you'd like me to cover, of course, um, if, it's a, if it's a guest that you would like to hear, um, I would more, more than happy as well reach out to that guest. It's not that I can get every guest on, um, for example, the past two weeks, you, obviously I've done episodes by myself, um, but at the same time, every week, I always send out emails to guests that I want to to try and get on the podcast. Um, how, how, however, um, it's it's sometimes you often don't get a response um, from the individual you're trying to go on, and that's nothing against the individual because at the end of the day, obviously we are all trying to we're all trying to run run a business. But sometimes um, I'm, I'm unable to get the guests on that you would like. But I've had or you know a heck amount of guests on in the past. Um, in the past, well, over a year and a half, um, the 78 episodes that have, have been, uh, this will be think, episode 70, 79, I'm sure, um, it's been it's been incredible. Um, when I look at the statistics of how many people listen to these um, every week or have listened to these sort of all time, um, I always have to sometimes just sit and pinch myself a little bit because I'm always like fuck I'm just I'm just a regular dude from uh, from Dundee and I'm sure a lot of people listen to this are probably wondering where the fuck is Dundee um, Dundee is just a little small town um, close to St Andrews if you know what Scotland where Scotland is in St Andrews the home of golf maybe perhaps um, 80 miles north of Glasgow um, 65 70 miles north of, of, of Edinburgh so yeah, I just have to sit in time. So to, to see people listening across the UK, but to have also a bunch of listeners in USA, um, New Zealand and Australia is uh, is really, really cool. Um, and I just want to say wherever you are um, listening to this, you know, thank you for tuning in. Um, thank you for absorbing the, the content, um, whether you may perhaps agree with it, disagree with it, um, the fact that you're listening to this um, is, is one of the reasons why I started the podcast a while ago. I wish that um, back in the day, I'm sure there were many, but back in the day, I wish there was a, a sort of really uh, easily digestible podcast I could listen to all about bodybuilding. Um, that, and I hope that this podcast it does do that, and it it doesn't confuse you. Um, there may be some episodes where yeah, it's quite technical, but um, the ones I try and do on my own. Um, I'll always try and break it down and say, okay, that was a fancy word and okay, maybe how do we say that differently? And I try and implement that as the, the guest pod, podcast as much as I can as well. Um, so yeah, I just thought I would I'd just come on and after this episode and just say thank you for for tuning in. Um, an update on myself and the team. Um, we are, we're doing okay. We're doing fine. If I'm honest, our, our routine... Um, hasn't really changed much well mine mine hasn't anyway um 
I have just set times that I do check-in, set times that I go train, set times that I reply to messages, write articles and whatnot. Um, and I've just been continuing to do that. We, we are um, always looking to up our um, our service, provide more value. And for that, for example, this this lockdown, the first lockdown, we did um, all of sale, the home exercise tutorial videos. Um, and um, at the same time, we updated some of our, well, we updated our check-in uh, feedback procedure um, to videos versus voice notes. And that was, they were both received um, um, very well by our client base. And then even, even sort of others on Instagram just saw the tutorials. And then this time around, uh, what we've done, uh, this is th these are kind of more for when the gym's open. Uh, we've got over 100 videos now on the uh, YouTube channel of exercise tutorials, which they are not uh, designed to, to blow your mind with biomechanics. They are designed to be sharp, sharp, sweet, and to the point, and to give you valuable execution tips so that you can improve your your training whenever the gyms do open. But we'll also kind of go into like, you know, how you band the V squat, how you band the leg press. So we've done that and at the same time, we've actually updated the formatting um, for our more macro-based plans and um, to make that a little bit easier for clients that don't want a meal plan, but they just want macro. So we've, we've kind of tried to level up everything we've done inclusive of that as well. We've also put on a weekly webinar um, Q&A style, which is just for clients only. Um, where we actually record it and we make it live the next day. Again, the link is only sent to clients um, and this is something we're going to continue to do through lockdown. So if you are kind of struggling a little bit, you've got some physique goals, but you're a bit fed up with lockdown, you're not too sure if you can kind of achieve them this year, I promise you that you can. I'd, I'd uh, ask you to please go on the website, look at all the transformations that we uh, have achieved over the years. Um, have a look, have a read of some of them because many of them, most recent ones, were achieved throughout the first lockdown last year, um, where a lot of clients had literally no equipment. Well, they had some equipment um, from home, should I say, but very little. Um, and really, kind of, it's a it's a testament to their resilience, their desire, and their just want to succeed. So please do reach out if you are looking to join the team. We are more than welcome um, to have you, and we'd be happy to arrange a free consult call. But guys, um, I've rambled on enough. That is it for me. Wherever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans.